Hare Krishna, Vanchakalupa, Drubhyascha, Krepa Sindhu, Bhyebhachab, Patitanam, Bhavani, Bhyovaishnu, Bhyonamo, Namaha. We're continuing with Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 29, Bhakti Yoga, part of the Uddhava Gita, Krishna's instructions to Uddhava. We've gotten up to text number 9. Uh, just to situate you, uh, situate you. Um, the previous chapter was called Jnana Yoga. This chapter is called Bhakti Yoga. Although we'll see, there's a whole bunch of verses which are really about Jnana also. <laughs> but um, uh, so here, having. Uh, heard about Jnana Yoga, now Uddhava asked him to describe bhakti. Uh, 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 then, uh, that's the first seven verses, then seventh verse, uh, we're back to Sukadeva Goswami, uh, says uh, to, uh, uh, Sukadeva Goswami uh, uh, says to Maharaj Prikshit, Thus questioned by the most affectionate Uddhava, Lord Krishna, the supreme controller of all controllers, who takes the entire universe as his plaything and assumes the three forms of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, began to reply, lovingly displaying his all-attractive smile. Uh, then... Uh, when, he, when he, uh, the, the Uddhava is asked, he wanted to hear about, when he's asking for, for bhakti, uh, he had uh, uh, used this phrase, uh, oh no, hear the Lord when he replies, he says, I'm going to now explain to you uh, he doesn't say uh, bhakti. He says mama dharman sumangalan. My most auspicious, and it's in the plural, dharman. Uh, principles of religion, which you can, a mortal person, by following properly, can conquer unconquerable death. This is in text eight. This Mama Dharman Sumangalan. Uh, uh, and he says, Hantate Yeah, for sure I'm going to tell you that, that emphasis. Hantate Katiyashami. Uh, I shall tell you my opulence, the same phrase in Bhagavad Gita 1019. And so now we're. Uh, um, Uh, going on with uh, text number nine, where he's beginning now the description of of uh, bhakti yoga. So let me uh, just say a mantra first: Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. So he says in text nine. 
Kuryat sarvani karmani madartam shanakaismaran mayarpita manaschitto madharmatma manoratihi. The translation here is uh, always remembering me. One should perform all his duties for me without becoming impetuous. With mind and intelligence offered to me, one should fix his mind in attraction to my devotional service. So, Kuryat Saravani Karmani, one should perform all karma, they say duties or prescribed activities, uh, madartam, for my sake. and he uses this word uh, shanakai, uh, which is being translated here without becoming impetuous. Um, uh, 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 I looked this word up because it seems so weird. It means uh, shanakai by itself is an undeclined uh, interjection. Quietly, softly, gently, by degrees, in every case that arises, you know, sort of heavy different meanings like that. Uh, and uh, it, it comes from this uh, shanis, uh, uh, a, a instrumental plural of shana, uh, quietly, softly, gently, though those are the kind of root things are there. But in, in Bhagavad Gita 6.25, where, where, where Krishna is describing uh, uh, yoga in the sixth chapter, Shanai Shanai Uparamet, Shanai Shanai, it's the same word, Shanakai, Shanai Shanai, uh, same, little different form of the same root. Uh, uh, and Prabhupada, when he does the word for word, the first Shanai is gradually, and the second Shanai is step by step. <laughs> Shanai, Shanai. It must be a phrase. If you know people, from Indian people, they, a lot of times they say slowly, 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 slowly. This is like, seems like the same where, where it comes from, the Shanai, Shanai. Gradually, step by step, uh, uh, and, and so on. In other words, you, you do things in a deliberate, uh, you know, before you lift up the the right foot you make sure the left foot firmly <laughs> <laughs> planted and so on like that uh, uh, so he he the translated here is without becoming impetuous uh, Banu Swami uh, uh, says uh, uh, as the case arises uh, as according to the circumstances uh, sort of in an appropriate manner. Uh, so, uh, and then smaran, uh, remembering, uh, thinking of me. Mayi arpita manas chitta, with mind and intelligence, mana chitta, uh, dedicated or offered to me. And then it's interesting, he says, says, one should fix his mind in attraction to my devotional service. Dharmatma uh, 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 manoratihi. 
the attraction to Dharmatma, uh, Madharma or Madharmatma Manaha, but there's one big long compound. So uh, the BBT purport is simply a commentary on this uh, Madharmatma Manoratihi uh, in text 9. They say the word Dharmatma Manoratihi means all that that all of one's love and affection should be devoted to pleasing the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is not indicated here that one should try to relish selfish satisfaction in devotional service. which one achieves by faithfully executing the order of a bona fide spiritual master coming into civic succession from Lord Krishna himself. Attachment to one's own satisfaction, even within devotional service, is materialistic, whereas attachment to the satisfaction of the Lord is pure spiritual emotion. Prabhupada says, commenting in the the last chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita, where there's a long song that's basically an expansion of the final verse of Shishastika prayer, Prabhupada says, a pure devotee has no way of experiencing happiness except by seeing that Krishna is happy in all respects. (laughs) Uh, That's your your source. If Krishna is satisfied, then I can feel satisfied. But I have no independent source of feeling satisfied independently of of Krishna. And if devotees who are advanced receive some benefit from uh, devotional service, whether it's money or followers or whatever, uh, they don't take it as something to become happy with or to enjoy. so the the prayer in the shishnadanam na janam na sundarim kavitam baj. I don't want any of these things. Just give me your uh, and anything that comes your way. Uh, thank Krishna and 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 use everything in Krishna's service. Um, now there's a difference. Uh, 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 In uh, uh, Swami's translation, based on Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, is about what you should fix your mind on. This BBT understands this compound. One should fix his mind in attraction to my devotional service. Swami translates this as his consciousness should be fixed in persons whose minds are dedicated to me and his mind should be attracted to bhakti. Uh, which is another way of uh, 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 yeah, mad dharma, my devotional service. But mad dharma could also be what's in Sanskrit called a vahubrihi compound. Uh, vahubrihi means much rice. It's the name, of it, but when it says much rice, it means a person who has much rice. (laughs) And so an instance of it is taken as the name of that kind of compound. And you can do that with Sanskrit. 
so that mud dharma uh, uh, is taken this way, uh, the, whose minds are uh, dedicated mana chitta mud dharma, those people whose minds and intelligence are dedicated to my devotion. That whole thing is taken rather as the as the compound about those temp- and 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 Banu Swami does this on the basis of uh, of the uh, uh, purport of Vishma Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, so that his translation uh, his his consciousness should be fixed in persons whose minds are dedicated to me, and his mind should be attracted to bhakti. Which is sort of the way you start out, anyway. Uh, and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, the Lord now describes both pure and mixed bhakti by uttering words with two meanings. One should perform all material activities, such as brushing the teeth, <laughs> and all spiritual activities such as hearing and chanting for me. Because it says the word, see in this word, this mad dharma, it's a plural. Dharman is in the previous verse, right? The, the dharman, it was the plural. And he says there, uh, it refers to bhakti and jnani. So he says here, um, this is the first meaning. So all activities, such as material activities, and everything what you do for me, one should perform all Varnashram activities, actions for me. This is the second meaning. So that's the, the second one. All material activities and Varnashram activities. His consciousness should be fixed in persons whose minds are dedicated to me. Mayarpita manaschitta. And so he takes that as a separate thing. This means he's attached to my devotees. His mind, Atma Manaha, is attracted to Bhakti, Dharma. So he splits it up that way. Just so you know, there's different, different ways of reading it. Uh, so, so, So this is the beginning of his description, and now with uh, with text ten, text ten goes like uh, this. He says, "Deshan punyan asrayita madbhaktai sadubi sitan." Devasura Manushyeshu Madbhakta Charitanicha. One should take shelter of holy places where my saintly devotees reside, and one should be guided by the exemplary activities of my devotees who appear among the demigods, demons, and human beings. Uh, so, deshan punyan asrayeta, to a punya, pious place or sacred place or clean place. It's like when you practice yoga, you have to go to suchao deshe, a clean place, you know. 
Deshan Punyam Asrieta, take shelter uh, of uh, uh, <coughs> these places, uh, and then uh, there, uh, uh, by my saintly devotees, my my bhaktas and and satyas, resort to Shritan. Uh, and these uh, devotees, uh, their activities, acharitani, their activities of my devotees, who are found among the devas, the asuras, and the humans. Deva, asura, manusheshu. This is the locative case. They're in these places where they're with my devotees. Where will you find my devotees? Well, they they're scattered around right here. So the the uh, purport here uh, uh, Narada Muni is one of the great devotees of the Lord, who appears among the demigods. Uh, Prabhupada described him as the eternal spaceman. <laughs> one of my first ISKCON artifacts I had was a black light poster that I had bought it in a head shop which showed Narada Muni was a Narada Muni poster with a Hare Krishna mantra and you know psychedelic lettering all around the is you know that was how he appeared <laughs> to us <laughs> first uh, I had that poster for many years Narada Muni is one of the great, because they like that spaceman, you know, because taking LSD was a kind of space travel for a certain generation. I mean, when, the, when they had the, on the television the, the, the moon landing, all over America, kids were dropping LSD. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them had. Narada Muni Black. <laughs> Narada Muni is one of the great devotees of the Lord who appeared among the demigods. Prahlad Maharaj appeared among the demons. He describes himself a lot of times as a demon. And many other great devotees, such as Ambarish Maharaj and the Pandavas, appeared among human beings. One should take shelter of the devotee's exemplary activities and also the holy places where the devotees reside. Thus will one remain safe from the path of devotional service. Uh, now, uh, I want you to read you Vishnu Chakravarti's purport, which is an interesting aspect. Uh, he says, uh, another idea of two interpretations, in pure bhakti, the methods of Vaidhi and Raganuga are indicated by giving two interpretations. So there's two ways to read this text according to whether it's talking about Vaidhi bhakti. Vaidhi comes from the word vidhi, which means rule. So where you practice bhakti yoga 
motivated by obeying all the rules and regulations. And Raganuga, where actually you follow a devotee who is has a uh, rasic uh, relationship with uh, Krishna, following the footsteps of those devotees who are associates of Krishna, the eternal associates of Krishna. So he says, one should live, so he says, in pure bhakti, the methods of Vaidhi and Raganuga are indicated by giving two interpretations. So both are pure. You notice? I mean, this. one should live in a place like Dwarka. One should follow after the activities of devotees among the devatas, Narada, among the demons, Prahlad, and among humans, Ambaris. So you see the BBT got the example from this purport. This indicates Vaidhi Bhakti. Uh, one should live in Gokula, Vrindavan, or Govardhan, and follow the activities of Chandrakanti, Vrinda, and the gopis. This indicates Raganuga. Bhakti. And uh, Banuswami gives us a purport here. Chandrakanti was the daughter of a Gandharva. So, therefore, was one of those associates who was like uh, in Vrindavan, but who was the daughter of a Gandharva. Uh, and then he says, um, Vrinda was the wife of a demon named uh, Jalandhara in one past time on earth, which I didn't know. <laughs> but anyway, oh, Brinda, but that's Brinda, uh, is, uh, uh, perhaps this is the connection of Brinda with the demons. <laughs> I was trying to figure that one out anyway. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so this is a, a Raganuga uh, uh, Bhakti uh, for these kind of things. Uh, and they use this word uh, resort to shritan. It's a, the, there's a word shrita in Sanskrit, clinging or attached to, being situated in, contained in, connected to uh, one who has got uh, ashraya taking shelter. So uh, shrita, you know, this is like a. A sort of a, a cognitive uh, part of that uh, verb, resorting to ashrita or shrita, uh, and even uh, shrita can mean served or honored or worshipped. So all those things are there. So here uh, he continues. Um, with text number 11, Prithakshatrenava mahyam parvayatra manot savan karayat gita nrityadhyaya maharaja vidhutibhi Either alone or in public gatherings with seeking, dancing, and other exhibitions of royal opulence, 
one should arrange to celebrate those holy days, ceremonies, and festivals set aside specially for my worship. Um, so this Prithak uh, Shatra, uh, alone or together, Ba or uh, for me, then the the uh, parva means uh, monthly observances, yatra, special gatherings. Uh, yatra really means a procession. But anytime you have a festival, you have a procession, right? <laughs> Some kind or another. So that's a yatra, like ratha yatra, you know. But it also just means, you know, parties. Uh, Maha Utsava, big festivals, uh, monthly observances, special gatherings, Maha and festivals. Uh, so, uh, Karyayat, this is a causative, one should cause to be performed or arrange to be performed. Uh, with what? Uh, Gita, singing, Nritya, dancing, and so on. Uh, Maharaja Vibhutibhi, with the signs of royal opulence. Uh, there's no BBT purport here. Uh, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti just says, Now the Lord mentions activities common to all the types of bhakti. Everybody joins in on different levels, but in different ways. Now, uh, now we go to text 12, and uh, in the purport to 12, Vishnu Chakravarti says, making a distinction that the BBT doesn't mention, he says, uh, having described the activities of those who take shelter of bhakti, the Lord now describes the activities of person who takes shelter of jnana in eight verses. <laughs> That's 12 through 19. Uh, and uh, I think we're a little cautious about that because uh, most of us in the West think of jnana as somehow antagonistic uh, to, to bhakti. Uh, that's because most of you know the the one interpretation of normative Hinduism that came to the West first thought that you know bhakti is kind of what you do in the beginning and then you make it more advancement. You kind of be a devotee for a while and worship God and then you become God and that that's the ultimate gain. That's not what's meant by jnana here. Uh, this is a jnana that's. Uh, within bhakti, actually, uh, uh, or may not be within bhakti too. I mean, you can have bhakti without any. But uh, just like there's, you know, there's chapters in the Bhagavad Gita that teach as part of bhakti jnana, and also karma. I mean, it tells you how to do these activities for Krishna service without attachment to the result. That's called karma yoga. Jnana yoga, where you discover your relationship with Krishna and the, everything else, uh, relationship with Krishna also, that's also karma, that's also jnana. Uh, uh, so they, they, they are 
uh, not antithetical, uh, properly speaking, to to bhakti. Uh, anyway, that's I just put that's in the purport to twelve, but I just want to tell you about. Uh, 12 through 19, now he just, uh, Chagavari said, this is Jnana Yoga. So, so just keep this in mind when you hear this text. So 12 goes like this. Mam eva, mam eva sarva bhuteshu bhakir anta apavritam ikshetamani chatmanam yatakam Amalashayaha. With a pure heart, one should see me. So he's so this is Jnana Yoga now, but his mom, he's there. <laughs> with a pure heart, one should see me, the supreme soul, within all beings and also within oneself. To be both unblemished by anything material and also present everywhere both externally and internally, just like the omnipresent sky. The way Banu, uh, well, I'm going to read Banu Swami's translation, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's purport, and then we'll go back and look at this uh, BBT purport, which is really a kind of comment on Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Yeah, so he's, uh, oh, by the way, here, uh, Amala Ashaya, which is uh, one who has a pure heart. They start out this way with a pure heart. Amala Ashaya. The word uh, Ashaya means basically uh, a resting place, (laughs) a bed, a seat, an abode, (laughs) all these things. uh, Bhagavad Gita uh, uh, 1020, situated in the heart, or super souls described this way, guha ashaya, dwelling in the heart of everyone. But also, it can be a stockpile of things. Uh, a couple of times in the, in the Bhagavatam, karma ashayan, uh, the stockpile of, karma, of material desires. Uh, Prabhupada translates it. Uh, there's a prayer to Nishringadeva in the fifth canto. Karmashayana uh, randaragarandaya. Destroy, destroy this, you know, uh, these d- desires, demonic desires to be happy in the world. You know, karmashayana randaragarandaya. Tamo gras gras om You know, so there's uh, this word ashaya. It can be a dwelling place, and it actually comes to me. Actually, see, it's a place, an asylum. But if if you if you read the Yoga Sutras, it, it, it's the technical word for the 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 stockpile or the 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 balance of your karma that you carry with you from body to body, uh, and they are stored in your as mental dep- deposits as good or evil results in the subtle body, and then they ripen, and then you get enjoyment or suffering but that that stockpile is there it goes with you 
And so that's also called, that's when they say karmashayan. They're referring to that in the subtle body. Remember, they say things like mind, you know, it's, it's the subtle body. Anyway, so that's amala ashrayam. So here the, your uh, ashra, your, your, is pure. Uh, 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 so, uh, Swami with a, with a pure heart. This is trans, his translation. Uh, the Jnanis should see the complete form of Paramatma within all beings and, along, uh, and also within oneself, present both externally and internally. Uh, with a pure heart, the jnani, he says this, you know, the jnani, <laughs> so he takes that, that uh, this, yeah. Oh yeah, he, I'm sorry, I was reading wrong. Yeah, the, so the translation with a pure heart, the Janani should see the complete form of Paramatma within all beings, within oneself, present both externally and internally, just like the ether spreads everywhere without being contaminated. So he takes it that, you know. And then Vishnu Chakravarti says, having described the activities of those who take shelter of bhakti, the Lord now describes the activities of person who takes shelter of Janana in eight verses. He should, that is that person, should see me uncovered, apavritam. Uh, that word here is translated in the word for word as um, what is that? Uncovered. Mm. Yeah, well that's in text 12, yeah. Apavritam, yeah, uncovered. Uh-huh. Uh, in full form, he says, in full form. See me uncovered, in full form. The subject of the word is jnanam ashritta, one who has taken shelter of jnana. <laughs> this ashritta. Uh, uh, This appears in the next verse. <laughs> yes. He should see Paramatma, the Atmanam, in himself, just as ether is everywhere but uncontaminated. So that's his his uh, uh, his his take on this. Uh, and. Uh, and so the BBT purport, they say, according to Srila Vithna Chakravarti Thakur, so this is their comment on his comment, the Lord has spoken the present verse to attract those who are inclined toward philosophical speculation about the absolute truth. <laughs> <laughs> Such transcendental scholars searching uh, for the ultimate unity will be attracted by the Lord's manifestation described here. So that's the, that's how they, their comment on his comment. Um, uh, so now uh, we have together 
Yeah, uh, uh, 13 and, and 14. How are we doing on time? We're okay? Fine. Let's try to start this anyway. Ittisarvani putani madbhavena mahadute savajayan manyamano jnanam kevalam ashrataha brahmane pukkase stene brahmanye rikke brahmanye rikke spulinga ke akrure kura <laughs> Akrure Kurake Jaiva Samadrik Pandato Mataha O brilliant Uddhava, one who thus views all living entities with the idea that I am present within each of them and who by taking shelter of this divine knowledge offers due respect to everyone is considered actually wise. Uh, That's Shanam Kevalam Ashrita. Such a man, this is the next next verse, such a man sees equally the Brahmana and the outcast, the thief and the charitable promoter of Brahminical culture, the sun and the tiny spark of fire, the gentle and the cruel. Uh, Akrura means not cruel. <laughs> that's the, who's reproached by the gopis. So that's this word in here in, in 13. Gyanam Kevalamashrita. Uh, it says here. The BBT says a series of opposites is set forth here. That's in the second verse, huh? namely the high-class Brahmana, the low-class Aborigines, Aborigine, uh, uh, Pulakase, Pula, the Pulakasa tribe, <laughs> uh, it's in that verse in the Kirata, Pulinda, mm-hmm. <laughs> Abir, Shumbai, all these people that have these tribal names of tribal people. A series of opposites is set forth here, namely the high-class Brahmana, the low-class Aborigine, the thief who steals from respectable persons, uh, and the respectable Brahminical culture who gives charity to Brahmanas, the all-powerful sun, and the insufficient spark, and finally the kind and the cruel, Ordinarily, the ability to distinguish between such upside opposites qualifies one as intelligent. How then can the Lord state that ignoring such ob- obvious differences establishes one as a wise man? The answer is given by the word Mabhavena. A wise person sees the Supreme Personality of Godhead within everything. Therefore, although externally perceiving and dealing with the varieties of material situations, a wise man is more impressed by and concerned with the overwhelming unity of all existence, which is based on the presence of the Supreme Lord within everything. As explained here, a truly wise person is not limited to superficial material discrimination. These things, we always we already find these in the 
Bhagavad Gita, Pandita Samadarshanaha, a wise person sees that. Uh, uh, Bhagavad translation, O brilliant Uddhava, the person who respects all beings as a Brahman, as Brahman, and contemplates this. So no, he says, respects all beings as Brahman. We're also the spirit souls, you know, they're not and contemplates this, and who sees equally the brahmana and the outcast, the thief and the giver of charity to the brahmanas, and the sun and the sparks of the fire, the gentle and the cruel, is a true jnani. The jnani, the purport here, jnanam ashitaha, should respect all beings, thinking that they are all uh, brahmana, mat bhavena, this is Krishna's term, and contemplate that, uh, manyamanaha. Such a person is considered learned, pandita mataha. The word kevalam modifies the verb ashrutya, not the noun jnana. Since jnana alone without bhakti is condemned. <laughs> So here he strictly says this is jnana together with bhakti. Uh, the, that jnana is condemned. The phrase means he takes shelter of jnana intensely, this uh, kevalam, ashrita. So it's, it's not ashra, it's not kevala jnana, but kevala ashrita. O effulgent Uddhava, you shine even greater than the greater than that because of your pure bhakti. So this is what's going on in Krishna's mind. The jnani should see equally those opposite by birth, the Brahman and the outcast, those opposed opposite by actions, the thief who steals from a Brahman, the person who gives charity to the Brahmanas, objects of opposite size, the sun and the spark, those things opposite quality, the gentle and the cruel. He should all of see all of these as me, the one form of Brahman. <laughs> so he's like, goes a little further than the BBT wants to. He's a janani, a pandita. Others who see differences are not jananis. So, yeah. Uh, Krishna and Krishna's energies, there's no difference. And so all these things are, you have to see, Ishyavasya midam sarvam, pervaded and controlled and owned by the Lord, right? So this is the, uh, 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 the, the difference we see here in this, uh, uh, this kind of ways uh, of doing it. Um, yeah. And then word for word, mud bhavena, with the sense of my presence, uh, by means of the sense of mud bhava, my being there, uh, and all beings. So, so the idea is that everything is seen in relationship uh, to to Krishna. Uh, uh, again. Uh, to, to me, is to take a few phrases of Prabhupada and just uh, repeat them. 
Nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. If you want to have a koan, you know, like what is the sound of one hand clapping? I think this for nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. I think do like that. That's Prabhupada's phrase, a little condensed a bit, but that's 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 jnana. And as long as um, well not as long as you're in the material world, but for most case dealings it helps to have <laughs> Have that that uh, that kind of jnana when you need it. And uh, okay, we'll stop there, and we'll resume with text fifteen, a little more about this form of jnana, which is uh, uh, in support of and conducive to bhakti. We'll see. If we have any questions or comments. If you have a question and you're on the phone, you can press star six and I will unmute you and you can ask your question via the phone. If you're on Mayapur TV, you can type your question into the chat box to the right of the screen on Mayapur TV or you can go to rsdasa.com and uh, type your question in there. Um, There's a little chat box in the lower right corner of the website. <laughs> yeah, from our studio audience, our live <laughs> audience. So yeah, you you went right into this idea of not being impetuous, mm-hmm. and you broke down from where it came from in the Sanskrit, not to mm-hmm. be slow, mm-hmm. softly moving. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about like how the BBT used chose the English word to be Im- impetuous, mm-hmm. and then I was thinking about like um, impediments or to impede. And it seems like in devotional life, um, impediments are ones that like we kind of create for ourselves to like kind of slow us down. It's not like an external thing necessarily can stop us from pro going forward with becoming a more Krishna conscious or moving forward. So I was just wondering um, what you thought about that. If you I mean, this is my feeling that we shouldn't be moving slowly. We should be going for it. Is that what it's saying? <laughs> yeah, but but it, it, one takes things step by step. If you know, otherwise you can you you can, you can get way over your head very easily. So that generally, there's guidance for now the next step. Uh, if if you if you, I, we've seen so many devotees think within a few weeks I'm going to like <laughs> you know since this one and they they take on so many things and find out they're not up to it either the responsibilities or the amount of gay they t- they, they they take a vow that they can't keep uh, now I'm going to do this. And a lot of times that impetuosity is a, a kind of pride, you know. Yeah. It's like when you see anybody doing anything well, you think it's easy because they make it look easy, and then when you try to do it yourself, whoa! It's uh, it, it, it's uh, so so. It just means you just have some common sense. And Prabhupada said once in a letter, and if you don't have any common sense, ask someone who does. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's that's uh, uncommon common sense we can say sometimes. So I, to me, that's what it means. Uh, there's a, a step-wise uh, fashion. You should use this as uh, as an excuse also to be slack. One should always be. One should always have a plan to increase one's Krishna consciousness. And uh, and uh, w when that increase takes place, then increase again, and you take it step by step. And if you just uh, steady in that increasing, you find out that that more and more facility is arranged by Krishna uh, for you to advance. If Krishna makes facility for us to advance and we don't take advantage of it, then you know, that facility may disappear also, because we're not really interested. Uh, so that's uh, when we f learn to start chanting japa. Most of us in the beginning, we take a, you chant with a vow. So we'll start out. We're not initiated. Yeah, you chant two rounds a day, and then four rounds, and then gradually increase to to uh, sixteen. This is the way we get get started. Uh, Prabhupada said, you know, sixty-four, and then when <laughs> devotees couldn't do that, he gave, uh, cut it back down to a, a, something you had to take a vow to and, uh, to do that. Uh, uh, as it turned out when I re reading in the, the Hermanus in, in, in the Gaudiya Mat, Bhakti Siddhanta was 64 rounds for those people who had basically not much other service. If they were preachers, then there was a lower number for them, they were really busy doing things. But, but um, and then, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, sixty-four rounds takes you know, eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> At least it did me when I was doing it once. You know, I mean, it's uh, uh, so it's uh, it's it, it's hard, uh, and so, you know, when we people have jobs and everything, you have to have some kind of thing where you break it into. Well, four rounds in the morning, four rounds of the lunch break, or, you know, something like that. When you when you, when you you can you can do it. Uh, so one one should one should uh, not uh, not be impetuous in that sense. And that's what it means. Okay. I just have a quick follow up to that. Is um, would you say then that Patience is, or cultivating patience is a way to combat pride. Yeah, sure. Cultivating, yeah, patience is also. I, I think somewhere we have a list, enthusiasm, patience, conviction of success. Right, there's a good, these are one Prabhupada had said, these are there in a verse somewhere, but the, these things are there. Enthusiasm, okay. Mm -hmm. But enthusiasm, you shouldn't go over the top. Mm. <laughs> Patience, yeah, okay. Yeah. But then not, yeah, I'm, I will succeed. You don't lose hope if you have some setback or difficulty. You just keep going. Um, a question from Madhupati Prabhu, he asks, um, is there a difference in emphasis between the Gita and here, meaning when we're reading Bhagavatam? 
I don't think so. I, I, I think it's it's, uh, it's 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 pretty much the same. The Bhagavatam just f uh, fills it out <laughs> quite a bit more, but the but it takes you to the same place. Uh, uh, there, you're dealing with a particular situation, and a, you know where you've got a one kind of devotee who's concerned, who's a warrior. Uh, who, who's in a relationship of, of subordinate friendship with uh, with Krishna, and so you know, uh, to you know, you don't hear much about the gopis or anything in the Bhagavad Gita. In fact, nothing at all. Uddhava, who's who's also a, a Pandava. I mean, in in that in that uh, uh, royal group of uh, people like the Pandavas. He's the minister, the mantri who, who guides and uh, directs people, uh, and, and he was sent uh, by Krishna to Vrindavan to study the, the, the gopis, to, so they, you know, he could he could he could understand that level of devotion because he, sh you know, he should know this, you know. So. Uh, uh, you know the the, the the Bhagavad Gita is basically the introduction to uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, that that's uh, and it begins with the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna says, "Surrender to me," and then the Bhagavatam again. Dharma approach. Now that you've you know Sarvadan Man Purajaja. Now that you've done that. Now here's this. But especially in these conversations with Uddhava. Because he is, is is such an intelligent person, he's giving him a whole you know, quite detailed overview uh, uh, to uh, uh, to Uddhava of, of the whole survey of, of, of Krishna consciousness. So therefore, we have you know the Bhagavad Gita, and then we have the Uddhava Gita. They're they're quite quite. Uh, Bhagavad Gita's uh, rush job in a way, <laughs> just a pause, and here, here there's a little more time. Um, an anonymous question, or a question from anonymous. Okay, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, text nine says, "Smaran Mai, remember me." Text 10 says, Ashrayeta Madhbhakta, my devotee takes shelter in me. Text 11 says, Mahyam, for me. Then he read that Vishwanath Chakravari Thakur says, starting with text 12, is for the Gyani. Text 12 uses words like Atmanam, the Supreme Soul. My question is as follows. Some devotees say that it is not possible to develop love for the Lord by meditating on the Paramatma. Is this true? Is this view confirmed in these verses starting with verse 12? One can only gain knowledge of the Supreme through meditating on the Paramatma. Um, when um, the, 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 par, the Paramatma um, is um, inside and out, uh, and it is, the, it is a representation is a form of Krishna uh, uh, and that's the form in which Krishna gives us guidance and direction so 
if you think of if you think of the way, for example, uh, 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 a yogi may think of Paramatma and not know that this Paramatma is merely one aspect of Bhagavan, that person may be, you know, somewhat deprived. <laughs> and not really appreciate Paramatma the way that a devotee who would see Paramatma as uh, you know, Krishna is there, there for us in, in this way. And uh, that as one advances that, that distinction between Bhagavan and Paramatma is only one of convenience and not of and not of uh, of um, uh, anything essential it's just Krishna in one particular aspect you always are thinking of Paramatma as an aspect of Krishna remember there's three forms of super soul three ocean lying Vishnus that's also you know Paramatma uh, and you should appreciate that too uh, uh, what what that that introduction to see the world in relationship to Krishna is why Prabhupada wanted to have in Mayapur uh, a temple of the Vedic planetarium. Uh, that's the world the way it looks from Krishna's point of view, and if you stand very close to Krishna, uh, and you can see it the way he does. We should learn to see the world that way. Uh, how it relates to the world that's measured by material scientists, that's another question. But somehow they don't see that part of it. Because, I, I mean, really what we know by our senses, even aided by technological enhancements, we just see, like, I think, one 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 thousandth of what there is to be known, you know. One one thousandth of a thousandth of what there is to be. I mean, really, we don't know much. When somebody was, Prabhupada was walking uh, in the morning on the beach in Los Angeles, and one devotee said, uh, taking the position of a material scientist and saying, but Prabhupada, we haven't seen. Prabhupada said to him, what have you seen? The inside of your mother's womb. In other words, <laughs> like... <laughs> what have, like that much we have you know it, it, we we don't know what we don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so by our by our material uh, uh methods uh, so uh so for a devotee uh, uh our idea is this uh, in what the Bhagavatam teaches this. I mean, this is the teaching that Lord Chaitanya uh, summarizes by Achincha Beda Abeda Tattva. You cannot conceive uh, everything else as Krishna's energies as one with Him, and you cannot conceive of them as different from Him. Uh, that's one way to. That's Baladev's way of taking that Achincha. Cannot be conceived of as one. As Achincha Beta cannot be conceived as different, cannot be conceived as identical. Uh, that's and that's how we should look at the world.
It's a darshan. It's a way of seeing. And, you know, divya gyan comes, that's what you see it. Opens your eyes, fills your heart with knowledge, you know. This is, this is what should come. Now, I don't know if people will appreciate that knowledge unless we are using it to produce some marketable project that makes us a lot of money, but... <laughs> <laughs> We can have a startup of <laughs> Divya Gyan. <laughs> That's another thing. Anything else? Okay. So we pick up again next week. What is that date? The 11th? Yeah. I think. Okay. We want to interfere with people's Christmas shopping. Okay. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Shumad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.